0: Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you. It's good to be with you live in our 10 a.m. service. I'm sure you in the room realized it was live. It's good to be 10 a.m. service this morning. It's uh, good to be linking with whoever, whichever locations we're linking with today. And it's good to be online with those of you. We know many, many people um, join our service online. So uh, we're going to get straight into it this morning. And um, as we do, I was looking for my niece. Is Brie here? She's meant to be. Where is she? There she is. Brie and Dion are here. I just want to comment my um, niece and her husband, which makes him my nephew, moved here in the last week. So it's good to have them part of the church in Tamworth. Good to have them in the 10am service. And we're looking forward to what God is going to do in their lives. Why don't you stand with me? We're going to pray. Now listen, while we're all standing, you stand, you stand in the room. If you're online, if you're, if you're there on the coast, if you're in the group that's gathering at the dormers, I want you to stand as well. Let's, let's, let's posture our heart. I know that Michael is not standing yet. I want you to stand in that room. Matt, I want you to stand. You ready? Mia Dorma, please take charge. Get everyone to stand. Let's stand. We're going to pray together and believe and invite God's presence and spirit to move in the midst of his people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the moments that have already been. Thank you for the moment right in front of us. Uh, Our expectation and prayer today is that you, God, would be amongst your people just as you said you would be, and that you, God, would do something that we never could in the hearts of people. Lord, I'm expectant this morning that people are going to go away from here with a shift going on, with a change having taken place. Lord, people who have not had a change in their spirit, Lord, in months, in years, in decades, that something is about to go on in them. Lord, people, and it's their first time in church today. I pray their eyes would be open, their hearts would be understanding, Lord, their minds would be receptive to who you are, that they'd see Jesus for who he is, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, died for the sins of humanity, resurrected from the grave, seated at the right hand of the Father and the soon coming King for all humanity. I pray that would go on today, Lord. I pray for people in their lounge rooms and on their beds and wherever they are, that you, God, Lord, there'd be a tangible sense of you with them, apparent in the room where they are here in this place and wherever we're linking in today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you take a seat? Well, in Joshua chapter 1, God's people enter on the fringes of what God's promised uh, to give them. And 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 for so long, the promise seemed a world away. Sometimes it would have seemed close, but just beyond them. And here they were, and suddenly it was real. Suddenly, they were there. They, the The earth was beneath their feet that God had promised. They could hold the... The, um, you know, the, the fruit of the land, the, the crops of the land in their hand. And the future that God had appointed was within their view. It was on the horizon. And, and all of it's become a reality and about to become a reality for them. And it's all very real. And for a sizable section of the nation, two tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh, there is this moment of realisation as they stand with the ground beneath their feet and the produce in their hand and the promised future well now within their reach and it's this realisation that that they personally have their share of the promised land that it's theirs and so the question arises in Joshua chapter 1 essentially this will they settle down into a lifestyle that suits or they step into what God is doing next. And that's what we're about to see. That's a the place they find themselves in. Are they going to settle down into a lifestyle that suits now that they have the promise that they've got what God said he would deliver to them? Or are they going to step into what God is doing next? And this um, message today is really a segue for me out of the You Revolution into something I think's next for you, for I, for us. And so what to do next? I love their response. Listen to it, Joshua chapter one and from verse 12. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh. And he told them, remember what Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you. The Lord, your God is giving you a place of rest. He has given you this land, your wives, your children, your livestock, They can remain here in the land Moses assigned to you on the east side of the Jordan River. But your strong warriors, your strong warriors, fully armed, must lead the other tribes across the Jordan to help them conquer their territory. Stay with them until the Lord gives them rest as he has given you rest. And until they too possess the land, the Lord your God is giving them. Only then may you return and settle here on the east side of the Jordan in the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, assigned to you. And they answered Joshua. And I love their reply. We will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. Oh, that's my prayer for my children today. That they would say to their dad, dad, we will do whatever you command us and we will go wherever you send us. Last night, we were cleaning up, and I told them, they said, Dad, it's family night, we don't have to clean. I said, we're going to do 10 minutes so your mum doesn't come home to a mess. What I didn't know, that Kate had gone and set the stopwatch. And after 10 minutes, the alarm goes off, and there are still just a few things to do. And my children abandoned. Not my son, because my son is like these guys. He said, no, I'm going to respond to what is next. But the girls, they were like the rebels, the outcasts of society who wouldn't quite go there. No, they wouldn't listen to the command of their father. They wouldn't respond to where I wanted to send them. They were done and they went back to watching once upon a time. These guys faced with the tension of what to do next can settle down into a life that suits or they can step into what God's doing next. And then I want you to notice what it says before we go anywhere. It says, not just go. It doesn't say they just go along. It says, you're to lead the other tribes. I want you guys to get out in front and lead. Put yourselves in the line of fire. And and, and it wasn't for them. There was no promise for them. It was for cause and for others. And their response to that is, we'll go wherever you send us. They're up for it. They discern what is truly next and they step into that. And so today I want to talk to you about next, next today, I'm talking about next for, for some of you, um, maybe you made decisions in the U Revolution series, I want to talk about something I think is next and, 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 and in this COVID period and is eventually next year sometime when, when uh, we get a, um, what's the thing for the virus, when we get not a cure, when we get the thing, what is it? vaccine, that's it. The vaccine that President Trump's going to have by October, we think more likely the middle of next year. Well, that vaccine, when when it comes live, you know, we're going to move into the COVID period. What's next as we navigate COVID and contemplate post it? And what's next for us as a church, I believe, that's on the move? What is it? Well, I believe God has a next for you as a person. I believe God has a next for us as a church. And I want to bring you to it today. The, and, and this next is something we need to come to because of the dynamic shift that comes out of it. I want you to get that. This, this next thing I'm about to talk to is something that I believe we need to come to because of what the dynamic shift that comes out of it. Um, we're going to see an image on the screen. Uh, it's of Oxford University. Oxford University. When you like to go visit i'd love to play football on that green lawn oxford university said to be the second oldest university in the world um many many people rate it as the world's best university it's highly regarded as the world's best university and you know 64 or 60 i think it's 68 nobel peace prize winners come out of oxford Here, here's a more incredible stat 28 of Britain's 55 Prime Ministers came out of Oxford. That is an incredible statistic. 28 of 55 British Prime Ministers were educated at Oxford University. If you want a political career, if you have prime ministerial Ministerial aspirations, the place to come out of is Oxford University, even their current Prime Minister. Not sure how long he's going to be in that role. But Boris Johnson came out of Oxford. That's where you go if you've got a political future. Just up the road from us, just a few minutes from my home, if you're here in Tamworth, just a few minutes from us, is Farah Agricultural High School. Now, if you want a football career, many would say Farah is the place to come out of. If you're from a regional setting, a rural setting, you know, the people would say the place to come out of for a football career is Farah. There are certain places that produce particular outcomes, And I want to speak to us today. If I want to live a dynamic faith, if I want to be part of a dynamic church, there's a place we must come to because there's a dynamic shift that comes out of it. And I want to go there with you. you ready? Let's talk next and let's talk dynamic shift. We'll go to the Bible. Acts chapter 13, verse 1 to verse 3. Acts chapter 13, verse 1. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, in brackets, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Menaean, the childhood companion of King Herod, and Saul. One day as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special to- work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and more prayer, the men, the, the men laid hands on them and they were sent on their way. There is a dynamic shift that comes out of the place of prayer. Now, before those of you who know all about prayer switch off, is that dynamic going on in your life? By dynamic, I, I mean like there's a, there's a spiritual, there's an edge to you. There's a, there's a power to it. There's a presence about it. So before you switch off, Darren, I know about prayer. Is, is that prayer life, is that, di- is, that, is that bringing about a dynamic in your life? There's an edge to you. There's a presence about you. There's a power that comes with it. And and this message really flows out of, um, if I'm honest with you, COVID, because I'm not travelling, COVID has meant that I've had more time with my family and more time in prayer. And I've recognised something in myself across the course of this year. And that is that I'd forgotten the dynamic that I'd once lived with. I mean, I was a prayer, I read my Bible... I've been on mission. Uh, In fact, I've been so on mission that I probably have too little time to do everything that I'm on mission about. But I've recognized in the slight slowdown on the fringes that I'd lost something of the dynamic of God's spirit, the edge, the presence, the power. And as I began to pray and as... I began to just spend more time in that, making the morning sacred. And then as we came to the U Revolution, and as we started to gather people to pray, and I had both dynamics going on in my life, I noticed just a sharpness. And then as I started to pray and add fasting again, I just noticed a sharpness coming back to my life. And, and out of that place and speaking to you today, because there's a dynamic shift that God would bring about in every person's life. Now, maybe you've never been to church before and you're online or in the room and you're like, I haven't really even prayed. Well, if you're going to start praying, you may as well start praying in a way that's going to be powerful. So this will be helpful to you today. Uh, maybe you've never prayed in your life uh, uh, there's a, or, or you've prayed in American football. One of my great loves in life, American football, they have what they call a Hail Mary. It comes from the idea of people will pray prayers when they're desperate. The Hail Mary is when the game is kind of, you've got no option left and the time's run out, you throw a pass as far as you can and hope one of your players is able to randomly catch it and win the game. It's a Hail Mary. And it comes, you know, the idea is from Mary in Catholicism and the idea that that's what people do. When all else fails, they throw up a prayer to God and hoping God will answer it. Well, God's kind, that's for sure. My uncle prayed that prayer one time. He refused to serve God. In fact, he'd gone to church as a young boy and for 40 years he rejected God. He was on the way to the hospital one day when his grandson, they'd called for the priest and his grandson was about to die just 24 hours or less than 24 hours into his life, called for the priest, it was done. And as he drove to the hospital, my uncle prayed a Hail Mary prayer. And he said, God, God, I don't deserve anything from you. I've rejected you my whole adult life. But if you will heal my, hear my grandchild, I will serve you all of my days. In that hour, that, that child recovered. In that hour, that child restored to complete health. That's not fiction. That's fact. That's my own family. and my, the, the child didn't die, but lived. And my uncle, from that day to this, has been a follower of Jesus. So God will honour Hail Mary prayers from a heart that's looking towards him. But... In the NFL, that is no way to build a game plan. If you play the whole game that way, you are going to lose. And Hail Mary's are no way to live a life because God's got so much more for us than that. And there's just a dynamic shift that God would bring you to and me to this morning that really sets up your life. If you're a believer, there's a dynamic shift He would bring you to this morning. And so we see it here. It says, one day as these men were worshipping the Lord and fasting. I like this. Next for them... Was to come together. It wasn't a big group. wasn't even as big as this room. It's it just a little group of guys to come together and begin to worship God and to fast and pray. And they're gathered on this very everyday day, on this very normal day. This very normal group of people just gathering together to fast, to pray, to seek. And in the midst of this very everyday gathering and these very everyday people, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit said, "Appoint Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them." And out of this place of prayer came this dynamic shift that has ripple effect across the nations and across the ages to this very moment and to this nation out of an everyday prayer meeting with some everyday guys who were there to seek pray fast and worship jesus something went on that brought a dynamic shift for them especially for two of them and for human history and it's how god works dynamic shifts come out of the place of prayer In Acts chapter 1, there's a dynamic shift in people. And in Acts chapter 2, there's a dynamic shift that sparks the global church uh, as people come together, God's people come together and pray. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, God's people are gathered together in prayer. It's great to be online, but there's something powerful about gathering together with feel and touch and sense and love where we can build each other up and we can, under normal circumstances, if you want to, you don't have to give somebody a hug In acts 431 they're gathered together and prayed. and it says they went out with power and preached the gospel boldly and then in acts 13 where we've just read there's this defining direction that came as god's people gathered and prayed we go into prayer something comes out of that place it's just how it works its dynamic is more than that it's powerful um Uh, A bunch of years ago, uh, when I was at Bible college, um, some of you didn't even know I went to Bible college, did you? The next question is, did he pass? Well, as long as you submit the work, you couldn't fail. So that was handy for me. Um, But when I was at Bible college, I was um, overseas preaching at a Bible college in Papua New Guinea. It seems like the most unusual place for a, 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 a Westerner. Um, Sydney cider to go to a Bible college, but this is the best Bible college you've ever seen in your life. And I was there for, with, with the college and I, I preached at a youth, a large youth rally. And I remember walking down to the youth rally with the person who was looking after me and we walked through these paddocks right next to the auditorium, like sports fields, And there's just people everywhere, just in groups of two and five and six and three and everywhere. Like, I can't remember, but it felt like hundreds. I don't remember. It's a while ago. And I said, how good is it that this far out from the service, these guys are all just hanging out? And he looks at me and he says, oh, Darren, they're not hanging out. They're praying for you. And they have been for the last hour. They'd already been there for an hour. It wasn't time for the service yet, but young people, young people, young people who weren't saying, oh, we'll get there when we get a bit older because that doesn't happen. You set the tone now and that's what flows. Young people gathered in twos and threes and fives and sixes praying for me. And I can tell you from that day to this, I have never stepped into a pulpit to speak and had an experience like that. There was just, I'm telling you, there was just something about it. There was, I stepped into it and it sounds weird, I know, but I stepped into it and, the, and it's like a, the, the, that which we talk about, the dynamic shift, the Holy Spirit in a dynamic way that I'd not encountered before or even since with that kind of power and that kind of presence It was tangible, it was thick, something was going on and where did it come from? Not from me, out of the place of prayer, powerful, dynamic shift. It goes on when people will go into the place of prayer where something can come out of it. And so I want that to go on in you, that edge, that presence, uh, power to it. If I want to live a dynamic faith, if we want to be a dynamic church, and we do, there is a place we must come to that the dynamic shift comes out of, and it's the place of prayer. So here are five things about the place of prayer and the dynamic shift at work, so I think, would be helpful to you. They're certainly helpful to me. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one. Number one is overflow. This idea of living out of overflow. Uh, living out of overflow moves our faith from wherever it is to dynamic. Um, the Bible says this, listen to it, Ephesians chapter 5, um, verse 15 to 19. So be careful how you live, don't live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity. I love that. Make the most of every opportunity in these days, evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, listen to instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord's in your heart. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not written to people who are just becoming believers. It's written to those who already believe. And it's saying to them, hey, yet again, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Live in a perpetual state of fullness. In fact, in the Greek, in the original Greek that the text is written in, it says it means this, to be filled means this, to be continually filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. To be continually filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I wonder today, would you say, where, where would you say that you're at? Maybe you're there. Maybe you're like, Darren, I'm so full that you should get out of that pulpit and let me loose. Great. Be filled with the Spirit. That would be to narrow too um, narrowly um, the, the purpose of the Holy Spirit. But you get the idea be continually filled and what i've found in my own life is there needs to be a filling because there's a leaking i don't know how it works you know you just get dry you you know what i mean you just get dry spiritually if you're a believer now i'm talking to believers if you're not a believer you're like dry for i'm not sure just trust me if you will do what we're saying you will notice the difference but but to be filled just to it it kind of leaks. Luke chapter um, eight as it talks about how cares, riches, and pleasures of life will choke the spiritual life out of a believer. It it just leaks. And but the Bible says no no just do this. Just be filled with the Spirit. Fill your life with the Spirit. Speak to each other, Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Gather in prayer with other believers. Get alone with God in your own life. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't settle. Let's go after it. You know sometimes, and I've done it myself. People settle for. Um, the warmth of the spirit if you're a believer you understand what I'm talking about like sometimes you'll just feel the spirit's presence before I was a Christian I'd had a spiritual conversation with my auntie one night and then I went to bed and as I lay in the dark in my room I, I remember the room just I could feel this tangible warmth that's the only way I can explain it and I didn't know what was going on I'm like what is going on but this is awesome I had no context, I had no background, I had no teaching to tell me any of this. And I went, God, is that you? Well, when I became a Christian a couple of years later and encountered God's presence, I recognised that that was God's presence in the room. And, and, And it's an incredible time, the tangible presence of the living God. One of my friends calls it the warm tinglys. It's not a very spiritual term, but it captures the idea But you know, I never want to settle for the warm tinglys. I want to enjoy them and I want to embrace them. Uh, But I never want to live my life in a way that I get to there and that will do. Because that was never the point. Oh, God is the God of comfort and he will do that. He will visit us and his presence will be felt and tangible at times when we need it or just because he can and he loves us and he shows off. But. There's something more than the warm presence. A bit like, you know, you, 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 if you, it's like getting around a fire, you know, and then you have to turn. It's like getting around a fire when God actually says he wants to have us to have a fire on the inside. It's that kind of difference. It's a dynamic shift. It's something more than feeling it. It's Something more, It's something going on. People settle for the warm tinglys, a touch of his spirit when God promises the abiding of his presence. Oh, there's something more, I think, than maybe what we have going on right now. Uh, I told this story here the other week. I was fueling up at a petrol station and all the bowsers were on empty. I'd never experienced it before. And the fuel just wouldn't come out. Multiple bowsers. And it was on empty. A few days later, I'm driving up through um, Yoralla and I stop at the fuel station, go to put in the diesel, and then there's this button. What's it called? What is it? iFlow? High flow, that's it. High flow, thank you. What a contrast when the tanks were empty and when I hit high flow. And that's the difference in people's Christian faith. Sometimes we're living with tanks empty and, and the Bible, all it's saying is, live on, hit high flow. And that comes out of the place of prayer. And so uh, let's do that. That's number one. Number two, go deeper, just go deeper. One day as they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, The Holy Spirit said, and then after that, it says, so after more fasting and prayer, I don't know about you, after that word, I'd be like, we're done here. I think our work's done today, but no, they lingered longer. They stayed and went, let's just continue to seek God. Let's continue to pray. I at least would have said, okay, I'm ready for a muffin. And they're going, no, no, we're going to seek God. We're going to continue to seek and pray and fast and worship. Let's not let the moment just be that big a deal as it is, but let's continue to press into God and see what he does going deeper going deeper. Go beyond the surface. Think beyond the generic in the way we pray. Be specific. Get strategic. Pray from the heart. Find new prayers and new ways of saying them. You know, take a phrase like, oh, I just want to give you glory, God. How else can I say that? Because that's kind of meaningless for some of us. How, How else can I pray that prayer? Get specific. Think about it. Go deeper. Get strategic. Move the distractions. Here's the number one thing I've found helpful to me is just getting rid of tech in the sacred time of the morning just no phone no ipad old school bible old school journal alone with god very powerful that's number two number three fast and pray there just is something about fasting there just is it's not a condemnation it's not getting anyone to heaven but i tell you what it does open us up to a spiritual dynamic that we won't otherwise know encourage you to just experiment with it and i don't mean fasting tv or facebook that's not a fast a biblical fast is to go without food for a particular time and to pray and then it says, stop fasting if you're married. Come back together so that nobody gets tempted. There's a weird statement in the middle of the book of Corinthians. Fast and pray. Number four. And this is probably the big one for me. It's probably the big one. Uh, this is where I think the biggest shift comes. Make it personal and gather together. It's really important that both are big deals to God. In in fact, every example I've mentioned today and most of the examples you'll find in the New Testament are not a person alone praying, though God absolutely is in that. It's usually a group of local believers gathered in oneness to pray and to seek God. That's overwhelmingly the dynamic you see. And, and so if there's going to be a dynamic shift in my life, this just has to become part of the rhythm of being a believer. It's, it, I think if we could go back to the first century or most parts of history and to the church, and they the, even that we needed to discuss this, they'd be going, what? What are you talking about? They gathered together. And I recognize that's a sacrifice. Sacrifice for me too. I'd much rather do whatever I want. But what I've definitely found this year, is that as we've gathered together and with what goes on in my own life as well there's a dynamic shift that goes on listen to this 2 Chronicles chapter 7 God appears to uh, um, Solomon and he says I've heard your prayer And then it goes on and it says, if my people who are called by my name will pray, if they'll humble themselves and pray, he says, this is what I'm going to do. He's going to heal their land. He's going to forgive their sins. There's going to be a dynamic shift that comes out of the gathered prayer. It was a prayer that started with him personally and then God moved it to be a prayer of his people coming together. And then there's one big word right in the middle of it. It says this, if. And if we can take that if and make it a yes, we'll powerfully shift things, I'm telling you well take that if as it relates to gathered prayer and make it a yes and go I'm in now I'm not talking you need to give every night of your life and every night of your week to pray in fact we've made it so easy today you can chew it on Zoom number five bring passion just bring passion every year I go to a youth leaders retreat not because I'm an invited guest just because of my role in our denomination I think it's obvious to see I'm not an invited guest and it's amazing you know no one's told them to settle down yet No one's told them that things can't happen. Life hasn't taken the edges off them. No, no, you go into that room and there's just faith. There's faith in the room. They're believing, they're praying, they're surrendering their lives. When I go home and I still go home late, they go on later and later. My excuse is I've got to drive back to Sydney from where we are. So that's legitimate. But there's a passion in the way they come to it. And then finally, I want to give you the prayer I'd like us all to pray. Let's pray that personally and as a church that a dynamic shift would go on that is inspired by God, that is worked by Him as we seek, as we pray and as we worship Jesus personally, privately and together Amen, Amen why don't you stand with me I want to pray and then we're just going to continue the conversation you'll be able to text your questions in um, for a few minutes, let me pray why don't you close your eyes right where you are Heavenly Father, thank you for every person in the room and online today. How we need you, God. How we need you, Lord. My prayer is simple. I pray that that if would become a yes in people's lives. I pray you'd stir us with a first time or a renewed passion to seek you, to pray, to go after you with everything we've got. Personally and together, and I pray, God, that you would work a dynamic shift in people and in us as a church that shows up. Lord, a dynamic shift, a Holy Spirit edge, presence, and power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey again, thanks so much for joining us on this podcast. Whether you are new and exploring your faith or a follower of Jesus, there's a next step for you. There is always room to grow, more to be done destiny to be pursued and people to be reached so what's your next step to find out head over to thechapelcollective.com.au and thanks again for listening